Black Knight is a new live-action, six-episode South Korean show on Netflix. It's loosely based on the manga series Delivery Night by Lee Young-gyun and features the same VFX team that produced Squid Game. The show is set in a dystopian future where the remaining 1% of humanity relies on specialized delivery drivers, or knights, to provide oxygen and supplies to survive. On this podcast, we like to discuss the most recent installment of a different series every show. We're looking at episode one. It's May 16th. Welcome to today's episode. So before we begin this, there's a couple things that we should get qualifiers out of the way. First of all, we're probably going to massacre a lot of these names, and we're going to do it with confidence. That's the main <laughs> key. The other thing is that if anybody hasn't seen the trailer for Alienoid, a South Korean film that came out, and it's kind of like Marvel's Avengers mixed with everything Alienoid? else in the world. Alienoid. I'm going to show you show it to you after this podcast. But they should go pause this and then check that out and then come back to it because it is so entertaining. All right, but let's do another entertaining thing and start off with a game. So Black Knight is a very common name in not only TV, but also movies. I know it's a comic book, I think. Yes, it's also a Marvel series comic book, but it, this is also based off the manga comics, so mm -hmm. it's very confusing. But I've got four different versions of Black Knight, and one of them isn't actually a true. Okay. You know, that makes sense? Yeah. All right, so in 2001, there was a comedy starring Martin Lawrence as a theme park employee who was transferred through time to medieval England called Black Knight. I feel like I've heard of that even. A 2003 Power Rangers spinoff direct-to-video movie about a group of Camelot teens that train and morph into Black Knights on the round table. Oh, like Knights on the round table. Yeah, right, right. All right. And then in 2017, Black Knight, a twisted love story K-drama about a woman who is cursed with immortality after murdering her husband and servant in a jealous rage. And lastly, out of the four, Black Knight is a, a one of the two upcoming adult animated films by Gendy Tartakovsky. Do you remember the name of the first one? It was, uh, oh, oh no, I remember your other one. It was fixed. Was it was fixed about okay, the, dog. the dogs. Yeah, but this the one's dogs. the other one about a knight who transforms into Black Knight after failing to protect his king. I will go... Which one is fake? The third one. The third the one, Korean the drama. twisted love story K-drama, is completely true. So they've created two Korean works in the last, like, five years with the same name. I originally, again, the manga is, is, is called Delivery Night. I think that was the working title for this, but they decided to change it because maybe Delivery it's, Night. it's yeah, cool. Well, actually, in the show, they're referred to as Delivery Men. Yes, of and course maybe, they are. Maybe that's the reason why they didn't want to go Delivery Night because that was too different. What was the one that was uh, fake? The fake one was the Power Rangers one. There was no Power Rangers spinoff direct-to-video called uh, <laughs> Black Knight. It sounds exactly like uh, something the Power Rangers would do, though. Well, I thank you. Thank you. Um, do you want to know the budget on this whole thing? Yeah. Yes, please, tell me. 25 billion won. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say okay, dollars. Yeah, it, was it, that, it, it actually converts to $2 trillion. Okay, what is it actually <laughs> $19 million. $19 million? Yeah. Actually, for a TV show, that's not too much. I mean, I know it's only six episodes that did grab my attention at the very beginning of this, but I mean, like, I feel like every single episode for TV must be around a million dollars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, most Korean things, they like, I remember The Good, The Bad, and The uh, Weird, yeah. right? That one had a huge cast. It had pyrotechnics. It had really cool-looking graphics and visual effects, and yet it didn't cost like a nickel compared to what like a Marvel I think movie it costs would cost. like under ten million dollars. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. We should get more like that. It also reminds me after seeing an, like reviews for a Korean series like this that we will never run out of TV shows. Even if all the American TV <laughs> shows, if this writer strike goes on forever and no one ever writes anything again, we will still be able to do this podcast because there will be enough TV series that I've never heard of from all these different places. Um, but but we'll get into that when we start talking about the actual cast. But first, let's jump into the actual show. 
This is about a legendary delivery driver named 5-8 with an exceptional skill set. And then he starts to train what, a refugee? Uh, we haven't gone there yet, actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> In the summary, I, I feel like that's where the show was originally going to go anyways, though. Okay. 40 years ago, a comet collided with Earth, causing the Korean Peninsula to turn into a desert. Only 1% of people survived. Scarcity of resources led to division in population. So this show actually does kind of deal with, like, uh, commentary on, I guess, like, the social class system. It also climate change a little bit, maybe? Uh, yeah, I would say so, except that's, I don't think... I know the comet isn't thing. really what we're expecting with climate change, but, like, who knows? I mean, yeah, basically everyone is separated by QR codes distinguished by general, special, or core districts, and anyone who was not lucky enough to get these QR codes is just kind of refugees yeah. left out in the open having to try and find their own way. This reminds me a lot of that one series of books that could divergent where yeah. she's like trying out and if you don't make the squads of like groups of people who who become parts of society you get stuck in like the streets and and, a and also yeah. something like hunger games where it was like you had the 12 districts and originally Any sort of 13 dystopian thing and is it like a teenage uh, thing is the, are they all teenagers or what, what's actually going on yeah so you do have some teenagers which was surprising because we the first character we see is five eight he's a delivery man mm -hmm. and one thing we a learned, legendary delivery yeah legendary <laughs> and every single refugee wants to be a delivery man because yeah. What, what they do is they take these resources to all these different refugees. They have the riskiest them. but coolest sounding job, right? Yeah. Like, do they also get the perks of that? Do they get like a really nice house? or? or... Uh, we don't see where 5-8 lives. So this is all about the heroism. It's all about the danger, really. Mm. The first scene, we see these hunters. Hunters are people that always kind of try to take over these delivery buses that okay. are given to them and always try to take the resources for Steal themselves. Steal the oxygen and stuff. 5-8 was such a cool character to follow, though, because you see him just like... <laughs> like run into a ton of different cars shooting people i mean like the first five minutes of this show really got me entertained and kind of where the teenager uh, character comes into play saw wool is actually in the next scene yeah and i was surprisingly mad that we were following saw wool because five eight just as a character himself whenever you just he's wanted to follow anyone, that guy yeah whenever he's fighting anyone like i mean it's almost it's almost a little bit of a con for the show by how cool i thought five eight was nice. as the main character all right so he's like is this the beginning of a fast and franchise type series where like they're just going to introduce a lot of members into this one guy's gang and he's like the main leader it didn't remind me as much as fast and furious as much as like mad max fury road i yeah. have a ton of different super dusty here. think of any type of post-apocalyptic movie or tv show i have listed here the night agent which i know is is not one of those things but there's so much action in it and it's, it's also so netflix. well yeah. shot yeah so netflix but then uh the post-apocalyptic shows the walking dead the stand the hundred raised by wolves the last of us why the last man so besides this group that's trying to take over the black knights or steal their stuff what a, what a, what is the threat well those those are really just the hunters are the main threat like even saw wool the kid, for the, the first episode character. they don't introduce any other like bad guy no i mean that we do have a quick scene where it seemed like in the uh the best place to be which was the special district yes. or one of the best places uh -huh. there's a madam president she is talking about how apparently that place is too overpopulated there's a lot of mental health problems and she's speaking to two other characters that i'm assuming are evil uh talking about this plan of a relocation plan uh -huh. i think that that, that was setting up for them to be villains. However, I wasn't actually a huge fan of that scene because I felt like it was just thrown in. Was it like the expanse them. where you didn't like the Earth stuff because it was so diplomatic and it was always just about like politics? Well, it's not that it was diplomatic. The scene itself was fine. I just felt like they never go back to it in this episode. In this episode. And I felt like it was just there to introduce a character so that we know them for later the on. The name that might remind you is Chang Yang Group. 
which is supposed to be the villain of the series. Yes. Because yeah. they rule basically oxygen and its dispersal. And that's where the Mad Max Fury Road comparison is huge because obviously that was with water and the person at the top had the control of all the water that was being dispersed. Actually, but the leader there. Okay, I was just going to say, funny enough, Rango as well dealt with a similar situation when talking about like yeah, water. Yeah, it's always a resource. Yeah, it's exactly. It, oil or water or oxygen. But Rio Soak, he is supposed to be the main bad guy. And if you didn't see him, I'm kind of bummed because he would be the most familiar face for you. I mean, he might have been one of the people that joins the Madam President in that he, scene. He was played by Song Sung Hyung, who you may recognize from Black. He was the main character in that. He played the Grim Reaper who like <laughs> fell in love and like, he, yeah, the whole the, character. The other Korean He was show. the main guy. He, he might have been because there was such a big introduction to this character going to this meeting. Like yes. they literally spent a full minute on him just in the car uh -huh. and like showing multiple shots of him. He probably, and, and thinking about the Black TV show, he probably was that Is he character. Like about 40 about. some years old. He's, he's the one who knew the director of this from the director's first film. Like, they'd basically grown up in the industry oh, together. Oh, interesting. So that was pretty cool. But besides them, who besides 5'8 do you see then? Yeah, so you see Saul He's a teenager. He wants to be a delivery man really bad. In fact, his first scene, you see him take out seven hunters. Uh, and they're trying to... Uh, really, his teenage group is trying to take their oxygen masks. Uh -huh. So the, he's stealing from the people who've stolen. Yeah, I should also mention that it seems like every single person in this TV show always is wearing an oxygen mask, especially... A respirator. Yeah. Because they need to breathe. Yeah, Because exactly. the air is bad and, and polluted. <laughs> yeah, 5'8 is even talking about that in the intro scene about what they did to try and make the uh the does anybody better. fight dirty and just grab at the tube and like pull it out no i haven't seen that happen as of yet i feel like that would be my go-to move in a world like this if someone was trying to hurt me i would just be like bad tube and then like they would suffocate and die the weird thing about the saw wool taking out seven hunter scene was the it was so different from the tone of the first scene this one felt more comedic uh -huh. and i was i was a little bit gang how was worried. he doing it though was it just his action skills you, you literally just just see him like yeah going around he punching have a gun. people no no they don't have a gun at all you see them having baseball bats the hunters and, and different types of weapons but nothing like a no gun <laughs> violence serious as that yeah and then you also see five eight he's apparently going to different places he, he knows how to make oxygen uh better in these like districts perfect it or yeah like take out the uh bad qualities in exactly it. when you see him go to the general district he's Filter even it. talking to this older person and he's like you had to get me before it was going to get to 20 percent oxygen level and this is at 22 percent like you need to be more careful mm -hmm. and, and then and then this is what i mean by so much action after we get that short little scene where we see 5a kind of helping out with the oxygen he gets an alert on his phone it's an emergency thing mm -hmm. and one of the other delivery men 5-7 apparently is getting tortured by eight hunters so not only have we got in the beginning scene where we've already seen 5-8 take out a ton of people with like just guns and his like motoring skills we've seen saw wool take out seven hunters now it also it also sounds like the hunters outnumber the black knights by a lot yeah and i would like that, the black knights are ninjas that's why i was thinking that there was maybe they were trying to show just how like crime ridden the refugees world is is everybody who is a hunter in the refugee camp I mean, yeah, I, I think Got so. Because if, because I think we've already seen that if they're in the general, special, and core districts for the most part, they're, they're pretty much fine. Yeah, but then so we see then five eight take out 
eight hunters after we've all so already like 20 people have died or gone injured in this show um but yeah is it easy to count them or are you just like i had to turn on the subtitles because it was what, always just count like, them as he yeah them <laughs> no, it's, it's not like deadpool but you do see or like, like uh, hunter like one yeah yeah you know just falling down and everything like that so we see five eight he takes out all the hunters that was a more dramatic and intense scene so i felt like they were also maybe trying to like change the tone and show just sure. how different the world it just are. feels like every scene to you is <laughs> one character coming in killing a bunch of hunters and you just describing to me that happening like five different well, times well it's not it's not only that it's like Sawul like walks to his house and we learn that even though Sawul is a refugee I think in the general district he is being um like he's given shelter by this person named Major Jung Sula okay she has a fight scene with him in the first two minutes and this is the person that is giving him shelter to live in but is she training him yes that's what it is okay but again if for 10 minutes it's like we've already had four action scenes in this not scene. enough they not, need more action not only training him though i should also mention that she does dis discipline him it says like, that she is a military intelligence officer with defense intelligence command and sawol's older adoptive sister so this must be some sort of orphanage maybe um or or they literally adopted him and the family there is well i don't think they're parents. adopting him i think what it is is that they, like they are literally giving him shelter but if anyone figures out that this is happening because he doesn't have a QR code and they do it oh. means like death or something like that we even see when he's walking to his house a child being taken away because the child didn't have a QR code okay so we we learned that like the stakes for this are Nazi very Germany big yeah. yeah no I, I think that yeah and so not only that though she's disciplining him she's he, when he finally confesses that he was out and beating up all these hunters and trying to take their stuff she's like kicking him while he's down trying to give him punishment for that uh and i guess what whenever we were following saw wool's character it always just felt like kind of too young adult for me because mm -hmm. it was like i guess felt like we'd seen that a million times before uh -huh. you know we it learned... turned into gotham knights maybe a little bit more teen friendly than yeah you it to be yeah i think so like center on like with squid squid game it was also had some goofy moments but it wasn't like a teenager show and it always se. stuck with the main premise of squid game there's yeah and there's always games. the main guy right there's always one guy and there's always there's always people dying as well even though you can compare those two uh separate tv shows but so well, we learned that his punishment is that for two weeks he's going to be grounded I, i'm assuming just kind of stuck to his house the weird thing about this punishment is that he's given a full day to kind of do whatever he wants to do before the punishment huh. i didn't really understand it that much and the last show we did uh the new york one whatever that was called uh the kid was grounded too the well, city on fire yeah. yeah no i mean like the thing is is that uh the, the major jung sewell uh, character she is not like at the house at all so really when it comes down to like the brother sister dynamic dynamic that you were talking uh -huh. about the sister is kind of the one that's having to keep him in check but she doesn't hang out with like any of the black knights either the people only are, time we see the sister in this show is when she's at her house in the general district yeah people are people are kind of shipping her with five eight <laughs> oh no i think the age difference there is so crazy is there? yeah i, I mean think, i don't even think that it is i think they're basically the same age in well real there's life. A, there's a scene near the end where five eight because five seven was so hurt in that attack with the hunters gives her a delivery package and and again five eight being such a legend she takes a selfie with him and in how the old selfie, do you think five eight is in real life i would say maybe close to 30 yeah he's like 33 how okay. old do you think that she is i think that she I, I thought like early 20s maybe no i think she's like 32 
Really? Yeah. I mean, she's playing so much younger. Maybe when that's you why. See the show. Oh, got it. Okay. I, I think she's supposed to be playing maybe early twenties. All right. But yeah, so well, he doesn't really care. He's going out with his friends. They're wreaking havoc. In fact, there's even a funny scene where they try to, uh, since they all want to be delivery men, they all try to get on a five eight's truck. Like five eight is just driving around, <laughs> and they all run after his truck, and he's not able to see anything at first. But then he checks the cameras on the top of the car. Does he laugh? Does he smile? Is he no, like, he's, oh, these he's mad about it he starts like whipping the car around oh, okay. and like everyone is able to get off except killer for... manslaughter all right <laughs> well i mean it's dust so i assume that's not as bad but sawul he's he's the only one that's able to actually get inside the truck i think that was to try and show that not only is he a good fighter as we've seen at the very beginning he's committed but he's the most committed yeah to being an actual delivery man driver <laughs> however however like right after that is like five eight punches him once and he flies out the truck like, you see the car door just So the show's open. funny, right? Yeah, I mean, it has funny moments in it. Like that? And but, did you overall think that uh, that was a pro for it? Or Yeah, I, w- I would say it's a pro for it. Yeah. It also kind of had heartfelt moments. At the very end of the show, we do see kind of 5A. He's walking through this very run-down part of town. Yeah. It's the only part, I feel like, in the show where we've seen multiple people at. Yeah. And you see him talking to this very young girl. She apparently knows who 5A is, but doesn't know that's who she's talking to. That seems weird. <laughs> And, and he and she's wearing a mask or what? No, he's literally just out in the open, but she's reading a book. Oh, so she knows. Okay, gotcha. And and yeah, and so she's like, I'm going to be a delivery man when I'm older. And then Five Eight even gives her a hat that says Five Eight on it. I think it might have even been his hat that he was wearing. I would think so. Episode. I don't think he just keeps Five Eight like uh, promotional material with him. The biggest part of the show, though, like what I feel like the next five episodes is going to depend on happens in the final 10 minutes of this thing. Cool. Because we learned that 5-8, he's ordering men to go to a special district where the Air Corps is. Like a different district than the first three that you talked about? Well, I, right now, I think that they're outside all the three di- districts. They're in just this refugee place. Yeah, but which district is he telling them to go to? I think he's going to tell them to go to the special district. The because I believe that the special district has this Air Corps. Because we learned at the very beginning of the episode, through kind of actually this um this cartoon or comic book like thing huh. uh from uh, 58's narration that they built this giant air core so because the air was so polluted and so bad we so, even see during some scenes like in the general district yeah i think that's it's probably chamyang group like that what you're describing is probably their like holdings or their their building or whatever right and we learn that 58 when he's like talking to all these different people and we see he's even marching with them through this uh through where they are at that moment yeah that they're going to need to go to this special district and kind of figure out what's going on with this construction plan as well as just like check out the if there's corruption group. if there's conspiracy if they can solve it i guess yes what will they do just beat oh, people up until well, it stops <laughs> i feel like that's what the show is kind of saying it up for sure. also we learn at the very end of the episode that after 5-8 delivers a package to the sister i don't want because her name is so closely related to the mom i'm just gonna call her the sister uh, yeah, so she 5-8 ends up leaving, and then assassins from out of nowhere, and we should also mention the fact that the sister locked up uh, Saw Wool for, like, going out with his friends again and meeting 5-8 and all that different stuff okay. in a different in a separate room. Yes. That was part of the episode. Uh, so assa- these assassins, assassins come in out of nowhere. Saw Wool is able to make it out of the room, but it seems like both of them are actually taken out. The sister seems like she's dead, and then Saw Wool gets a headshot. 
I'm not he sure. He gets a headshot? I'm not sure if that's where the episode was trying to say that they're actually dead. So, so 5 8 isn't anywhere around this. 5 8, yeah. After 5 8 delivers the package, the final five minutes are the assassins just also coming in. Yeah. Okay. And we actually see Saul. He's able, he's pretty good with a gun. He's able to take out, it seems like, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. The headshot, though, it gets me kind of worried because I didn't like Saul's character that much, even though you're kind of supposed to. Yeah, he's but, still alive. Yeah, he has to still he, be alive. He's not dead. The <laughs> thing that got me more worried, though, was that I, when the sister died, I was sad and I was like, oh, okay look this show is not like it's able to kill off characters mm -hmm. it seems There's no plot armor it seems like though that sister if Saul is alive the sister then is Isam, also going to yeah, be the alive per the person who plays her is Isam that's her stage name I mm -hmm. guess I don't know what her real name is um, but do you what would you give the review as a total overall I would give the show a 7 out of 10 because I did like good. I did like following 5H storyline I thought that the action was well done it was just Saul's storyline that felt so kind of kid friendly in the end and also some parts just felt thrown in like i said the mad president storyline and i think part of the reason why maybe that part where i was talking about the air corps show like uh where they're having to go to the air corps storyline yeah. might have been so jumbled is because there were different parts of the show where it felt like i was kind of zoning out because they didn't feel like what they were saying was that important So a little boring at parts uh, yeah in different parts but overall i still feel like the show is a seven out of ten and if we follow a five eight storyline throughout majority of the next five episodes i could definitely see myself giving an overall rating of 8 out of 10. What, what do you think about shows because it happens a lot when they're not in the US that don't have titles like or just episode 1, episode 2, yeah, episode 3, yeah, episode yeah, 4. Yeah, because this is the same way I saw that. Yeah, yeah, what do you think about that? Do you like that or do you not like that? I mean with the US I always like it because you're able to see usually the so you do like titles. title. Yeah, I do like titles because especially when like the title is something that the character says themselves. Here though, yeah, I mean I didn't really have that I feel like that everybody tries to be really creative with them and sometimes they work and sometimes they're really long and hard to remember. Uh, your review on it is just a little bit more positive, I think, than the overall reception. The Verge said it was a mix of Mad Max and Death Standing. There were a lot of comparisons. The Collider said Netflix series is Fury Road meets Silo, which that's a compliment. Mm -hmm. uh, Decider said stream it. Guardian gave it three stars, but said... There's some good news. All survivors are simply gorgeous and have excellent haircuts. <laughs> it's almost as if the comet was set by a superior civilization bent on eradicating all ugly humans and nipping that mullet revival in the bud. I mean, <laughs> were they all very attractive? <laughs> I really was not paying that much attention to it. This reviewer was, uh, not me, but the Guardian, 6.2 on IMDb. And I see here, there's a note that says that everybody stays at home because they're playing video games. Is this like a Wally scenario? Yeah, so you do see kind of like Oculus being used. Yeah. In fact, you see the sister use it a lot. She's even like walking through the park as an animated character. And Does it look like Facebook's meta? Yeah, almost, I would say, actually, for that for that scene. But there's also a scene where Saul is uh, playing as 5'8", and this, like, fighting wrestling simulator. Okay. And that, that does not look like the metaverse. Wait, so let me get this straight. So it takes place in 2071, and you said that 40 years earlier, so 2031, that's when the comic okay, went so up? Okay, so they... Or is it tw 1980, like, something? So I felt like it was actually... I thought it was present day, 2023, because we see different cars and, and like, what seemed like normal everyday modern life and then we just see the comic come down it would make I'm... more sense with the vr stuff that it was 2031 and that was 40 years before so it's 2071 okay now. so it was in the near future because yeah. i'm not sure if we ever actually told that hmm. well all right i do know that the characters the people who played them they were all they jumped into this mostly because of the director whose name is cho we soak 
Remember what I said about how there are so many Korean shows out there that you have no idea about? Yeah, obviously. And all of these people have worked on other things before. Right. And I want to see if you can guess what they haven't worked on. So I'm going to give you four different TV show names for each of them and see if you can guess out of those out of all four characters how many you can get right. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. All right. So with Kim Woo Bin, that's the guy who played 5'8", right? Uh, he was in a show called Vampire Idol. He was in a show called Uncontrollably Fond. He was in a show called Gentleman's Dignity, or he's in a show called Mousetrap. Uh, I'm going to go with Mousetrap. That's correct, and it annoys me that you got it because you probably got it because I just <laughs> said that he is in it currently. Um, Song Song Hyun, she's in a show called Popcorn. She's in a show called, or was in a show called Fate Predetermined. She's in a show called Three Guys and Three Girls. That was a sitcom. Or she was in a show called Voice 4. Uh, See, I mixed it up there so that you wouldn't know which one it was. <laughs> I'm going to go with Popcorn. Fate Predetermined. Popcorn's a real show. I went with Popcorn because really the reason that I chose Mousetrap last time was I thought it was the funniest title, and I thought that Popcorn was the funniest title this you time. You thought Mousetrap was funnier than Vampire Idol. Yeah. King Yu Sok, he was in a show called Employee Circus. He was in a show called Dr. Romantic 2. He was in a show called... That Quiz, one. No, Quiz, no, no, Dr. Romantic Quiz, 2. Wait, <laughs> wait till I'm done. Quiz from God reboot, or I have not done my best yet. I, I feel like it's uh, Romantic Doctor 2. Or Please name off the shows that Doc. I just said because of how ridiculous they are, though. Okay, you had, uh, you had, you had, you had, um... The actual answer is Employee Circus. I took the most reasonable one. <laughs> he has been in Dr. Romantic 2 Quiz from God Reboot, and I have not done my best yet. All right? And the last one, Isam, has been in a show called Taxi Driver, has been in a show called Save Me 2, has been in a show called Bride to Lee, and then has also been in a show called Because This Is My First Life. Okay, I've gotten one for three right, and I'll consider it a success if I got two right. I think I've heard of, it was a Taxi Driver that you said? Taxi Driver is a, it's a very famous movie. <laughs> well, no, I obviously. Yeah, it's also a Korean drama. Yeah, so I think I've heard of that. And then what were the other three that you Save you know? Me 2, Bride to Lee, Because This Is My First Life. Because This Is My First Life? It's 100% a real TV show. And then, so is it Save Me 2? It's Bride to Lee. <laughs> Bride to Lee? Yeah, like Bride to Be, but Bride to Lee? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't even know that that's what you were saying. <laughs> I thought that Bride to Lee was like some type of Korean word or something. Overall, what would you give the show? You said a seven, right? Yeah, and I do want to point out the cinematography for this thing. Whenever you're talking about... The VFX? Yes, yeah, again, Squid Game. Yeah, but same people. But like, even yeah. the way that they're able to make the sky look, one of my favorite parts of the episode is you're able to see 5'8", and he's walking through this sandstorm. It reminded me a lot of the Hateful Eight when they're having to do, uh, when they're having to set up things in the snow, but here it was like all brown and it just looked beautiful. So, so. it's like Dune, it was like... Uh, yes, yeah, I would say almost It was like completely. Mad Max, yeah. But it those, was, it's just a filter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye. Bye.